Hello, and welcome to the Real Talk with Tamara podcast. I'm Tamara, a photographer and creative director for beauty, wellness, and lifestyle brands and professionals, and your host of Real Talk with Tamara. So this podcast covers actionable, down-to-earth business and lifestyle advice for creative entrepreneurs who aspire to make an impact in their communities while keeping it real, of course. A little housekeeping before we get into it. Please follow or subscribe on iTunes or Spotify. And comments are currency, so please leave a comment. You may just get a shout out on an upcoming episode. Hey y'all, so today's episode is another good one. Not to say other episodes are not good, but this is another episode relating to how to sell your services or products, but this time using intuitive and effective sales copy, and I'm having that conversation with the lovely Rita Olds. So a couple of weeks ago, I asked my audience to throw some names out there of people they love to hear from on the podcast, and Rita threw her own name in the ring, and I'm actually so happy that she did. Honestly, it was a no-brainer because she lives and breathes copywriting and just does it so well. I'm really happy to have her on the podcast today. And before we get into the episode, here is a little bit more about Rita. Rita is a copywriter who helps women-led businesses develop their signature voice so they can sell more authentically and generate more revenue. She helps clients write persuasive science-based web copy with personality guaranteed to convert and have stress-free launches with words that sell. Her main mission is to empower Black women to find, develop, and use their voices to change the world. When she's not helping her clients sell more, she has her nose in a good book, cooking, dancing in the mirror, and running. All right, without further ado, let's get into this week's episode. Hi, Rita. Thank you so much for for coming to the Real Talk with Tamara podcast, because what you do is is so, so important. You know, we use social media a lot to actively sell, but the copywriting is definitely another way that we sell effectively, whether that's on our websites or our captions. So I really want us to get (laughs) right into the questions. Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. In a recent interview, you shared that you had 10 years of technical writing experience for companies in the DC area before transitioning Mm -hmm. from creative writing and now of course copywriting but I think it would be great to really share really what's the difference between the two so between technical writing and then copywriting um, and then how you transitioned into creative writing sure so I'll probably tell you how I transitioned first um The recession, if anybody graduated in like the late two, 2010s, I don't know how we say it now, right? But I came out of school in 2009 after spending three years as an intern for American Eagle Outfitters um, in their marketing department, helping launch like the intimate brands area. So I really got into how we like talk our customers and how we really get to know them and how we launch. But they were just like, girl, thank you. We cannot hire you because of, you know, you know, budget cuts. So one industry that was hiring, especially in D.C., didn't feel like a recession at all was technical writing. So I just jumped in. I learned on the go. And I just spent 10 years there because once you get stuck, not really stuck, but once you get into an industry, it's kind of hard to pivot, right? 
Um, but I did because I found a man. He was in the Navy. I fell in love. And he's like, we're going to San Diego. And I'm like, okay, cool. So I just had to become an entrepreneur and figure out how to um, continue to live the lifestyle that I wanted to live, right? <laughs> right? So I, just, I needed to work. And I became a web designer, which I shouldn't have been. But I did well because I could sell, right? Because I knew how to write my way into the minds, the hearts, the wallets of my people. Um, so I did really, really well. And then I just decided, you know what? Design is not where my heart is. I really enjoyed the research. I really enjoyed the writing. And that just, I pivoted. But my coach at the time was a copywriter who transitioned into being a coach. So under her, I really kind of mastered the skills, learned what books to read, learned who to stop. And that's kind of how I got there. But the difference between technical writing and copywriting Technical writing is writing so a fifth grader or your grandmother can understand any concept, right? So when you get your air fryer, when you get your phone, um, the IKEA pictures, I guess, when they are trying to tell you how to do something, a technical writer likely wrote it. And then copywriting is writing to drive action, whether that's to vote, whether that's to support, whether that's to donate, whether that's to buy. You're driving action with copywriting. I hope that makes sense, y'all. <laughs> Yeah, it, it definitely does. I mean, you you shared a lot in about two minutes. Um, <laughs> I think what I'm learning just when I'm interviewing various people about their expertise is that there is not one way of how to get into entrepreneurship. <laughs> the experiences just, they completely vary and the reasons vary, but it definitely sounds like you have transitioned into something that really you love and enjoy after some trial and error, which is a real thing that happens. <laughs> yeah, for all entrepreneurs. Thank you for sharing that. And the way that you explain tech writing to copywriting, it sounds to me, if I had to even simplify it even more, is that technical writing doesn't necessarily attach emotion to it. It really is Here's step one, two, three, four, so on and so forth, where copywriting really requires you to really understand the pathology of who you're trying to, I guess, influence to, to yeah. work with you, right? Um, yes. Leading up to that, you know, what would you say are two myths that you hear or come across when it comes to effective copywriting? Oh, man. One, that it's easy. <laughs> Honestly, if it were easy, you know, everyone would be selling million-dollar launches. Everyone would just have, be bankrolled, right? Um, and I think that because we use so few words that people think it's just easy, but it's easier to use paragraphs upon paragraphs to explain or to persuade. But when you have to do it in 10 words or less, if you're writing a tagline with three words, you know, just do it with Nike. Like, I'm pretty sure that's the hundredth iteration before they got there. Mm -hmm. So what we really do is we really have to understand marketing. We have to understand branding. We have to understand psychology. We have to understand human behavior. So when you ha when you look at all of those things, and then to put all your knowledge into three words to get someone to to do anything, it's not easy at all, right? And then I think the second one is that copywriters know about copyright and and R I G H T, and that's just not true. I get so many inquiries about. <laughs> Uh, legal copywriting, uh, copywriting, and I'm like, I have no idea what, what that is. So for anyone listening, 
um, the difference between what I do and what you need a lawyer to do is that like lawyers copyright R-I-G-H-T, they protect your original works, right? So what I create for you, what I write, your tagline, your slogans, your website, you want to get that stuff copyrighted so no one can steal from you. So I still the two myths that this, this is an easy job and it's quick and that we know anything about legalese, which I don't. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm going to be honest with you. I wasn't expecting that second myth. Like, I guess for <laughs> me, I wouldn't have associated copywriting with legalese copyright. <laughs> so... I mean, that's, that's really interesting. So speaking of copywriting, or I guess, yeah, copywriting, not the legal copywriting, <laughs> um, let's transition to websites, because that actually is really one of the major forms of where effective copywriting can really, you know, catapult a business. So what would mm-hmm. you say, you know, are three factors that make for great copy on a website? Oh, man. Okay. One is you actually talk to people. You're not talking at people. I think a lot of people just want to run their resume, which is great. They want to talk about their expertise, which is great, but that's not necessarily a conversation. You should, you should think of your website as a digital home. And anytime someone comes into your home, you welcome them, right? So you at least say, hey, welcome to my website, something that simple, but talk to your people versus talking at them. The second tip would be to have a brand personality. It doesn't have to be your personality. That You don't have to be who you are with your friends or who you are in the street, but you have to define a brand personality and keep that consistent. And when I say that, if you're like a home girl, you say like, girl, you know, use that language throughout your website. If you're motherly and you say love or you want to like nurture or coddle, like do that with your words. And if you are like a jokester, you want to kind of be cheeky, do that consistently, but have a personality, use that personality um, don't go stealing from Oprah and Marie Forleo or your competitor because that will not translate to you or who you are and it will not connect to your people. And then the last one is just your website is not an informational brochure. It, it's just not, right? Each page has a purpose and each page should have a call to action. If you can't figure out what the purpose of this page is, you probably shouldn't have it on your website. And you are the driver, right? Every The experience that people have on your website, you are in control of. So when you think of even a terms and conditions page, which is pretty boring, it serves a purpose, right? Your privacy policy serves a purpose. Your blog should serve a purpose, and it should have a call to action. Every single page should tell someone to do something. And I think that's it. I think those are three things you asked me, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was, whew, I mean, that was perfect. Yeah, I mean, that was pretty much hitting the nail on the head. And you know, you specifically talked about, you know, every page has a purpose. So I actually want to speak about a page that I feel like we get wrong a lot, especially when we mm-hmm. first get started mm-hmm. in our businesses, the about page. Because oh, yeah. for a long time, I was doing my about page completely wrong. And I'm sure there are some people out there that are probably doing it wrong too. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I would love it if you can share, you know, the three mistakes that people are probably doing when it comes to their about page and how people can fix them. Okay, I'll start with the most obvious is not showing your face. Like ladies, gentlemen, whoever's listening, get you a headshot. Even if you're doing iPhone photography, please show your face. We just need to know who we're doing business with. I think you've probably heard the phrase like, 
people do business with people. And I, I don't know what the phrase is, but like we want to know you. So just one, have a picture of yourself. Please, 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 please. Number two would be thinking your about page is actually about you. <laughs> it's not. It's about the people who click that link. It's about the people who want to get to know you. So I would suggest that you focus on the problem that you saw for the person clicking that page. You should make sure that your skills, it's kind of like a cover page, right? Make sure your skills are aligned with what they're looking for or what you saw, you know? And your about page is probably the, the number one visited page after your homepage. So it is your number one seller. And always have a call to action. I don't care if it's get on my list. I don't care if it's contact me. I don't care if it's download this freebie. Tell people to do something please. And the second, I don't know what number I'm on, the third one would be um, tell a story. I mean, it's cool if you have a dog named Domino. It's super cool if you like coffee over tea, like random facts about yourself. It's cool, right? But you need to tell a story because that's how most people connect and remember you. And the easiest story to tell is the hero story. I started here. I struggled with this. Now I know this. Now I can help you. Um, that is like the quickest, easiest way to kind of build some connection and some and to, to drive home your skills in a way that's not like, hey, I went to this school. Hey, I did this. Here, hire me. Tell a story. That, and those are actually really perfect. You know, I, I remember I won a 30-minute session giveaway with Crystal Rowry, who, if you guys don't know who she is, you probably live under a rock at this point. Her Instagram <laughs> is Chris Did It, and she is a oh, website amazing. designer. And I remember, you know, October of 2018, I won a 30-minute session with her. And pretty much the things that you just shared with me or, yeah, shared with the audience is what she shared with me. I mean, I made those changes on my about page and I immediately saw, you know, a change. I mean, a call to action, so important. Like showing people all of your work. Okay, now what do you want them to do? Like direct people to the next steps with working with you. It's yeah. It was a game changer just making that one slight tweak of mm -hmm. adding a call to action. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. you you hit it immediately right on the head. And speaking to what you were saying or trying to put that quote together of like people buy from people. You know, I'm currently reading a, a book. We need to talk. Um, mm -hmm. How to Have Conversations That Matter by Celeste Headley. And she mentioned, you know, customers will choose a likable person over a less likable one, even if the likable person's product is lower quality and higher price. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> while that relates to conversation i think there's a way that we can still apply that to our copy because it doesn't matter mm -hmm. if someone is great at what they do if they can't find the right words to connect with their audience which mm -hmm. leads me to you know the next question like what are two ways that a service provider can figure out the right words to say to their ideal client to inspire them because i find that behind showing their face um, mm -hmm. That is actually the next thing is that people feel like they don't know what to say. They feel like they're speaking into an abyss. And so what are two ways that uh, someone can really uh, combat that or overcome that challenge, I guess? One way to combat that is to really know who you're talking to, right? So I mentioned in technical writing, most things I'm talking to a fifth grader, right? So I know that it has to be very simple. I use words with one to two syllables. You need to know who you are talking to, right? And one way you can do that is through 
can we curse? I was going to say hella, but heck of. <laughs> oh my God. Hella. I mean, I've said worse. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. So just do hella research. Depending on what tools you have, I definitely love Caritas. I definitely love Nielsen reports where I know how my person votes. I know where they go to brunch. I know where they graduated from. I know who they stock on Instagram. I know um, whether they shop at ASOS or Zara or Dollar Store or their thrifters. Like, I know them intimately. And one way you can get to know your person is to get on the phone. I guess it's old school to have an actual conversation and just say whether they're a client who said no to you, who you get more gems from them or a client who said yes to you, which is through your testimonials. Just say, what were you struggling with? What have you tried? What pushed you over the edge? Because you, this problem just didn't show up yesterday, right? What pushed you over the edge to get this help? And always ask why. Like, that is like my favorite message. If they said, you know, I was just tired of it. Well, why were you tired, right? Why did you try these things? Why is like, really, you can really get to the core of who somebody is if you just ask that question and more than once. So really understand them and understand what causes them to act? Is it tough love? You know, is it the fear of messing out, missing out? Do they need to be coddled and mothered, right? Do they need a Ayanla? Do they need like a best friend who's like fishy tripping? Understand what drives them so you can kind of develop your personality and your voice around that. Because if you are in a boot camp working out and you're trying to give like, it's okay, this motherly love, that may not work. You may need to be tough and like, girl, get your butt up and do it. So make sure you understand them and then you can kind of know what say and if you number two is if you interview them use the words give it back to them right so if you interview people and if someone says if I write this I'm going to like stick a pencil in my eye a newsletter may be before you stab your eyes out try this like you literally give them what they say um so everything doesn't have to be original because you really don't know it all I think I mentioned this before but copy is a conversation so talk well write like you talk and a one tip I give people to do voice to text or voice what is it voice talking turn on the voice thing you just talk to say listen girl I know you've been trying to go to the gym etc etc and then edit it from there to make sure it's very conversational and to make sure it captures who you are and captures who your person or how your person likes to be spoken to those are three but yeah so good perfect I mean that was perfect to hit the nail on the head I have really nothing else (laughs) to really add to that um for sure I, I definitely think that speaking to the audience, using the words back to them is a amazing strategy. You know, I've been on discovery calls where a client said, you know, I was reading your about page and like, you know, you saying you're tired of shopping at Target for props. Like that is exactly how I feel, you know, um, (laughs) so that is definitely I mean, those are amazing ways of how how someone can really get over that hurdle of saying the right things or what's the right thing to say to their ideal client. Mm-hmm. And shifting gears a little bit, you know, I know your predominant target audience is women-led businesses. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the income gap tells us that it takes eight months for Black women to hit, you know, the same income as a white male. And Uh a lot of women, you know, specifically black women, at least in some circles that I'm in, you know, are really hesitant to even promote themselves for their arrogance or coming off, you know, some sort of way. But the reality is, you know, our livelihood depends on selling. 
what are three things that Black women really need to remember when it comes to connecting with their audience, with their copy? Um, one, women on a monolith and Black women are not a monolith, okay? So just because you are both of those things does not mean you can skip the research part or does not mean that everyone wants to be spoken to in the same way, right? There is a sisterhood, you know, when you are a Black woman and we say sis and we, we're very casual, but depending on your business, you may not use that language. That may not resonate. You know, there are, there are just so many intersections. Um, so you really have to understand who your person is so you can learn how to speak to them, right? We, we mentioned that before. But the second one I think is the most important is selling is simply an invitation. You don't have to be pushy. You, if you're operating from integrity, you, are, you can literally change someone's life, right? If, you know, I, I keep thinking of personal training because I came from the gym. But if you are um, a personal trainer, you can really transform someone. If you're a chef, you can really change the way people look at food, right? So you just invite people to try or to change their life. They can say yes, and they can say no. How can you go wrong? And, and how dare you not make, how dare you not offer to change someone's life when they need to, right? If you're obviously in business because there's a need. People are obviously looking at you because they need a need fulfilled. And for you to be quiet is kind of like a slap in the face to whoever you believe in, right? Like you have this gift, you have this skill. So just invite them. Like I invite you to to research this. I think that this can help you. You don't have to be a used car salesman, right? It's you. You operate in integrity. So the way that you sell will be non-pleasy. It won't be anything but who you are, right? But the third one is like, mindset is everything, right? I need everyone listening to this to master your mind, turn on CNN, and remember who's running this country, okay? And then look at you <laughs> and look at your skill sets and just know that you are qualified <laughs> and you can be whatever you want to be. <laughs> um, I need you to have Beyonce and early 2000s Kanye confidence in yourself. And once you kind of get that, and recognize that it's your obligation to share your gifts, it's your obligation to change the world. And, and no matter what way that you do it, selling will become a lot easier. And that was kind of like me getting on my soapbox, but I really, I love black women. I love women. I love coffee and I love having conversations that can really change people's lives. And that's really what coffee is about. It's helping you verbalize how you can change the world mm. in your special way. Mm. <laughs> Giving people the opportunity to tell you no. I mean, that really yeah. is what it is. You yep. know, how dare you be selfish and not share how your specific and special skill set can pretty much change someone's life. And, and that mm -hmm. transformation you speak about, you know, that's something that we hear a lot. You know, mm -hmm. how can I take someone from point A to point B? You know, point A being those pain points that they know, like, they need help and they're just trying to find that conduit that liaison between those pain points and then point b you know being the transformation you know not only physically but like emotional mentally mm -hmm. you know sometimes on a spiritual level you know mm -hmm. your your ideal client your your audience is really they're looking for that they're asking for that and and i love how you just said that it's an invitation that that's really that's all it. it is um, so thank you. Like that was chef's kiss. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
next question because you know i i truly believe in doing all that you can before you can financially invest in elevating your your business you know whatever uh -huh. capacity you know sometimes a, a person is finding it difficult to find the right words and it's just time it, and, and it's just time to invest in an expert that has major receipts so Mm -hmm. What are two scenarios when someone would and should consider hiring a copywriter? First scenario, before you quit your nine to five. <laughs> um, while you have money to invest, I suggest a copywriter be your first investment, especially if you're transitioning to entrepreneurship from a field, from like your nine to five field. It's, it's, just, it's kind of seamless. So if I went from being a technical writer in corporate world to becoming a freelance copywriter, that would have been the best time to invest in a copywriter just because I have proven success. Um, I understand the industry, I understand the business, and I don't necessarily need time for trial and error. There's always space for trial and error. You have to figure it out on your own. But if you're already in a nine to five space, I'm pretty sure you've made the mistakes uh, already and you had a mentor and you kind of mastered that skill. And now you just have to understand how to market yourself alone. So before you get a website, before you pick your colors and your logo, which are all driven from words, right? You pick your logo because you want to be approachable or you want to be whatever adjective you choose, but you have to get to those adjectives, right? So I suggest that you work with a copywriter before you launch anything. So every single page on your website, your about page, your um, opt-in pages, your email sequences are set up for success. Because I'm pretty sure you've seen people who come out from nowhere and like own it. And that's probably because they have invested prior to you knowing who they were. And I don't suggest quitting your job before you have money to invest. Because um, it will be a long and hard road to figure it out on your own. But if that's the road that you choose, cool. Um, I'm not telling you what to do. I just know what, I, what I've seen and what I've experienced on my own. Scenario two would be after a beta of anything. If you have a product, if you have a service, if you tested it out and you have some proven success that people want it and you want to go bigger and better, I would suggest calling up a copywriter because there's a the difference between like people who sell five units and the people who sell 5,000 units, probably a strategy and probably copy. I have seen people make six figures from products that they dropped into Google Docs. Like, it's just, it's, it, it wasn't designed beautifully. Their aesthetic was not beautiful, but they know how to persuade. They understand their people. They know what gets them to jump. When they say jump, people say, how high? How much I got to pay you to jump? So it really is the difference between, you know, you and the people that you may envy, right? And um, we also seen influencers who couldn't sell T-shirts, right? And underdogs who convert at 20%. And it, it's the words. It's the experience from hinting that something's coming to engaging people, to nudging people, to making them feel like they're really missing out. And it's really about that full launch experience and understanding people. And it all goes back to research. It's science, it's art, it's understanding humans. And I just love to see launches done right. So those are the two times, right before you launch your business and right, right after you do a beta. Um, I wouldn't suggest hiring someone if you don't know that the product is what people want. Wait until you have some some evidence before you invest because it is a big investment. Yeah, for sure. Thank you for adding that that disclaimer too of saying, mm -hmm. you know, get some receipts in your mm -hmm. your wallet first before mm -hmm. you invest in and in pretty much an overhaul 
you know, of your copy for your business. Because mm-hmm. the last thing you want to do is have an idea, you invest, you invest in, you know, this major marketing firm and nobody wants it. <laughs> um, like that just would really suck and, and would leave a really bad taste in your mouth. So thank you for sharing that. Last question. Are there any last minute tips that you would like to share with the audience just about how to create more effective and intuitive copy? I mean, you, you covered pretty much everything, which was amazing, <laughs> but would love to know if you had any, any, last, any last thoughts on the topic. Sure. I'm just going to reiterate what I said. I think half, 75% of my time is spent on research. So that is the most important thing is research. Set a day every quarter to talk to your dream client avatar audience to just see where they're at, what they're struggling with, what they want to see, what's next for them, where they see themselves in two years. So you can kind of create products for, the, for your customers, like make lifetime customers, you know? The second thing would be to really determine your brand personality. I think that some, I've seen people they're Meg Thee Stallion one day, then they're Michelle Obama the next day. And I, I get it. We are complex people. We are. Humans are complex, right? But that's you, right? You need a brand personality too, which is pretty consistent in voice and tone, right? And I would send people to MailChimp, Tone and Voice Guide. I absolutely love their guide. Anytime someone's struggling and they want to do it themselves, check that out. I want you to write down words that you do use, words that you never use. Prepare to scale too, right? Prepare to get in a virtual assistant. Prepare to have a social media manager and prepare for growth. So write out how you respond to criticism. Write out how you respond to praise so that you're consistent when you're on Twitter. You're consistent on Instagram because just because you have a thousand followers now, plot twist next year, you have 10,000, 10, a meal, and people will talk. They will be highly of you and they might hate, you know? So you want to make sure that you have something that you can put out there, it's kind of a PR, but you put out there consistent with your brand. You, you don't fret when you, when you have it. And then save. Save for a copywriter because if you don't have the time to study and master it, copywriting, you're going to need us at some point. Whether it's five years from now, you are going to need, to need us, but just go ahead and start saving for us. Now, before you invest in a $10,000 website, mm-hmm. make sure your copy is on point. Mm-hmm. That's it. <laughs> Rita, this was was amazing. Thank you so much for, awesome. for offering your time, your your expertise, your tea. Before we wrap this up, please share how people can find you and how they can work with you. Sure. My website is in development. Okay. I'm like the hairdresser whose hair is never done. But you can visit me at, at www.ritaolds.com, R-I-T-A-O-L-D-S.com. You can also find me on Instagram at Frida Old, and we can work together to get you a pop and launch strategy to make sure you're, you're making money from your product or service. I can get your website words together, or you can simply talk. You'll basically um, hear me talking very candidly about your website. It's kind of a website and copy audit and how you can use certain words and what you should put on your buttons and some email subject lines. We can have a copy conversation if you like, and I would love to hear from all of you. So. Give me a call, DM me, really can't call me, but DM me or email me and we can uh, work together. And thank you so much for having me. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much, Rita. And I will see you on the gram. All right, girl. Thank you so much. And on that note, this wraps up another edition of Real Talk with Tamara. Real talk for real women. If you like what you've heard, please share with Reckless Abandon. 
And don't forget to follow on iTunes or Spotify so you don't miss out on the next episode. Until next time, remember to grind with grace and love. Peace and do you, boo.